0: Good evening, Monadnock region, and welcome to this episode of GoMo tonight. I'm here in the Space Lounge with my co hosts Zoe Roten Heinzman and Sam Abbott. And I am, of course, Chris D. Loretto, and you are LinkedIn with this area's only hyperlocal interest comedy podcast. Uh, Pleased to be able to say that we've got our second guest as part of this program, the estimable or inestimable yeah. local luminary, uh, <laughs> Bill Taylor, select board member, town of Peterborough. Um, he's going to join us at the end of the program. Uh, for a, a, We had a rousing conversation earlier. Uh, but first, this week's top stories. And what we have for you this week. Did you know that Peterborough camera copies and more LLC in conjunction with the Peterborough Lions club, which some, I will not name any names, but some have accused of acting like a mafia. Um, but together they have come together. Hey look, the mafia, this community service too. Um, the, they have come together to offer um, people a place to dispose of plastic bags that they can't dispose of anywhere else. So this means Amazon air pillows. I've never heard of those before, Um, but if you want to bring one, you have to deflate it. Um, Sounds awful. Um, Plastic pallet bags, plastic shopping bags, any other plastic bag or bubble wrap. Save them. Don't put them in the blue Peterborough bags like I do and bring them to the dump. Save them. Bring them to the Peterborough Camera Copies and More store. Um, Keep them out of the landfill. Lions Club has got your back on this one. And... Uh, I have it on good authority on the wire that more drop-off bins are being planned to be placed in other convenient locations around Peterborough. Amen. Have you guys have you guys taken <coughs> part in this? No, but I'm glad somebody's doing something about it. Yep.
1: Me I'm too. just stuck on the fact that you have not heard of, a, of an Amazon air pillow. Do, do what your the packages, hell is an
0: Amazon air pillow?
1: <laughs> do your packages not come with those, like... Pillows of air?
0: Oh, 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 those things. Oh, I (laughs) I got that. I was imagining like some sort of like knockoff Tempur-Pedic pillow that's filled with air instead of like memory foam. And people, they don't take them at dumps and people don't like them. So they throw them away. Um, That's, I was making up this whole story in my head about this product that I didn't (laughs) know about. Um,
1: (laughs) Plausible. I mean, I've never uh, heard them referred to by that technical term before, but I- I just assumed it was those things in the packages that are small pillows. Of I,
0: you have major. to be right about that. You have to be right because my story about a, a product that I've never heard of that is so common that people need a place to dispose of them is
1: it's
0: not plausible. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say you're, you're probably right about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, now we got <laughs> All right, good. Uh, <laughs> I do get those. Um, so I, now I know what to do with them um, rather than bringing them to our good friends at the Peterborough dump. I just say that to piss people off. Um, <laughs> they call it, it's, it's the recycling center, guys. Um, but I don't know. The dump just has such a nice, a better ring to it, in my opinion. The,
1: the transfer station is like way too euphemistic.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. That, that, oh, right, right, yeah. That, that like primes me to look for something more futuristic than it really <laughs> right. is. You know what I mean? Like Transfer station, I think like the apex of civilization, like people have this all figured out, you know what I mean? We're just taking it to the transfer station and it's going to be turned like its atoms are going to be like deco, you know what I mean? Like it's going to turn. They're going to turn it into nothing. You know, like they're going to do in the future. You know what I'm saying? Um, like the, at the transfer station, like they put it in trains or whatever, and the trains take it to um, the place where they disassemble the atoms of the of the waste, or shoot it into the sun. I don't care which one. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, cause if it ever became cheap enough to shoot rockets, like gigantic ass rockets filled with trash. Just shoot it into the sun. Like no one could complain about that. It does. Like the sun doesn't mind, you know. (laughs) But until that day, take your plastic to Peterborough Cameras, copy and more. (laughs) Um, So, other things that we have going on: um, Monadnock Underground. You know, which is was our original operation um, that is still the same as it ever was, but I think gets um, it's our own fault a little unfairly overshadowed by everything that we've been working on to launch Goman Adnock, right? Um, but there's a ton going on 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 the other side, on the creative side of our business. That um, you know, people, anyone interested in the creative spirit and scene of this region um, might like to hear about. What do you guys think? Yeah,
1: we've, we're um, getting close to the, to the end of our fall season of posting. I think Um, definitely in the second half, we've been posting several new pieces a week. We've got awesome poems, new fiction. We were posting things from our latest book that came out this summer. Um, for those miles of you, Crimes. Those,
0: yes, for those of you not watching on YouTube, Chris is holding up a book that is and dark. It says blue. on the
1: cover. 18 Miles of Crimes Volume One. That's right. And that is our, our mystery uh crimes and spies collection that came out this summer.
0: Yes, it is. Um uh. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Well um so it's been fun. We decided Kind of as as part of our um, like transition to you know basically like doubling um, the amount of stuff that we have to do uh, in a given week to um, take Monadnock Underground, which we didn't really have a formalized publishing schedule for. You know, it was it was kind of sporadic when we first launched in 2019. We had a ton of submissions, and we were just I mean, we were doing like four or five posts a week which, um, you know, over time, the volume as one would expect drops off a little bit. And, you know, we don't even really have the time to be publishing four or five pieces a week, every week we did it for like two months or something like that. And then intentionally, um, stepped off the gas. And ever since then, um, you know, you could say that it, um, it's been kind of sporadic and unpredictable and, you know, we post some pieces here and some pieces there, um, we came to the conclusion, though, that it would make more sense both in terms of like managing our own labor effectively and doing the best service to the writers that we're trying to promote with these pieces if we concentrated them intentionally into a couple of what we're calling seasons of the year. So that's why we actually refer to something called the fall season is we, we had a, a, like a two or three month open submissions period. Um, uh, which we're about to start another one, um, you know, for the spring season, we'll be taking submissions for the the first couple months of the year. Um, we took submissions, um, you know, evaluated them, et cetera. And then uh basically at the end of September, right around the same time as we launched um Goman Adnock, we began the fall season. And so um, I believe we had a total of like 15 to 20 pieces that were stretching out over a period of about eight weeks. And that's been a, that's been a real treat. It's been great to be to be publishing new stuff on there again, and to have it really kind of um, feel organized and intentional. Um, and and after this, we'll take a break for a while. But we we've done um, you know of course um, as always we've got monthly columns on Monadnock Underground from Dan Sesney. Um, little bit little bit of a um, sneak peek into what's coming in twenty twenty two. But he's going to be doing. A, um, a new column in addition to the Transcendental Dad that we publish at Monadnock Underground. And I, to be honest, I forget what it's called, but uh, we will be having a monthly Dan Sesney column at Go Monadnock as well, every single month. So that's cool. But We've had a couple of Dan Sesney pieces um, just this week. I'm really pleased to say anybody who's been a fan of Monadnock Underground for any length of time knows who Jared Radke is. Um, Jared's back with the new original piece. He's truly one of our most distinctive and unique and, and just truly creative writers that we have come into contact with at Monadnock underground. It's always a very um, special pleasure to publish a Jared Radke piece. So we got a new piece from him called punching on Maxie Smuts um, came out this week. Um, The debut of his romantic partner, Rachel Musenden uh, with a really, really clever, interesting, um, just short vignette, you know, called married to a cult leader. We had a, that's going to be
1: part of a longer thing that she's writing. And I really hope she lets us read that. At least I, I I I don't read more from her.
0: I don't know that I realized that I definitely want to read whatever the hell that's a part of. Yeah. Um, It's great um a- anybody can check it out um I'll link to the season um we've got a special link for that uh in the show notes we'll put that in there but you know we've got uh Halloween week, we did a couple of uh you know kind of creepy horror tales uh John Mara story called the Triple Monadnock Trist um Diane Kane another one of our repeat favorite authors been in multiple collections um has has been submitting with us from the very beginning we had a, a piece from her called The Creeps a psychological thriller there i mean this is just the last couple of weeks here too um we've got poems bill chatfield's out there rachel Sturgis, former youth poet laureate of new hampshire um kay kinderman uh poem um you know a few weeks back about uh about poison ivy incidentally um so lots of great stuff um so coming out oh and, and going back I, I think i think the beginning of the season maybe um was a piece by, um, by Sam Johnson, another, a friend of ours in a, in a, um, multiple time published guy with us called in its proper place, uh, about a young girl following a rabbit on a life changing journey. Um, and man, we got some interesting stuff. We have two, maybe three weeks left of this, and there's still some really hard hitting pieces to come. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, so one thing, one thing I want to add that we that we're doing with
1: this season is that we're going to give prizes. That's right. And I think I think we're going to do that for the spring season as well. Yes, we are.
0: We're going to do it for all the seasons.
1: Cool. Um, yeah, that's going to be. It's going to be so hard to vote. I've been thinking about this. What what it's going I going to be to real hard.
0: It's going yeah. To be there's so tough. Yeah. Piece. So what, what we announced at the beginning is that the, there would be um, a, another unique twist. We've never done this before. Is that um, the top five pieces that we accept? Um, so that's like the top twenty-five percent um, of of the of the, the the cream of the cream, really. Because I mean, it's this is all good stuff. Like Zoe said, it's really hard to pick. Uh, but those writers will get um, what do they get? A copy of any of our books, um, plus some said, honor, yeah. honor and dignity. I think um, at least a honor a and special dignity. title. You know, um, some kind. So there is a little bit of a competitive aspect here. I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, because the, (coughs) we could go a lot of different directions with who ends up winning these things and they will all, they could all be correct. They could all be correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know this, so we've always made it, it's been a like priority from day one to give at least a little bit of financial support to the writers that appear in our, in our print collections, but very small fee,
0: but they appreciate it,
1: but something, you know, important to us to, to give them. But we've never. It's done frankly, anything. it's it's
0: usually like half the budget to to publish the book um, for any of these collections is just paying a very small amount to the writers.
1: That's true, and I, you know a lot of a lot of places will cover that by charging submission fees, which we don't mm. do. We'll, no, read, we don't do we'll read whatever people send yes, our right.
0: way. Yes, sometimes um, to our detriment, but not usually. Not usually. No.
1: But yeah, so it just it feels good to like at least have some kind of prize for. Uh, the online, the online writers. Cause they're all great too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're, and we're also toying with like at some point down the line doing like a best of online um, collection that we put into paperback and um, certainly the five winners of this season will appear in that collection and quite possibly some others as well though, because the, like I said, there's, there's more than five um, that, that deserve to be highlighted extra, let's say. Yeah, um,
1: and also, so coming up next week, Monadnock Underground is returning to the Peterborough Town Library for the first time since March 2020 when we released our our second um, quarterly magazine and basically shut the place down. That's and how they had COVID to, like, started. Tear down. Oops, what's that?
0: That's how COVID started.
1: That is. <laughs> that's how COVID started. Right there that's why they had to tear down so much of the library they were like this front part that we were in so magnificent the rest just doesn't stand up to it
0: like corinne said they they need a place to to put our oil portraits
1: that's right (laughs) (laughs) that's right i mean this is corinne confirmed now
0: (laughs) yes it is this is this is peterborough canon
1: but uh we're (laughs) returning with a with a writer's night out It'll be kind of like an open mic from five thirty to seven on Thursday, November eighteenth. It's a week from yes. today, right? Yes. Um. Yeah. So if you have something to read, something to share, show up at five thirty, get your name on the list, and it it should be fun. It's the first time yeah. we'll have done one of these, so.
0: Yeah, it's we're we're excited, and you know, definitely, if you want to just listen, show up at five thirty, also. Um,
1: Oh yeah. You can yeah. do that
0: too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not just for writers. Um, but uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. We're anticipating a fair amount of attendees and a fair amount of people doing readings. And, you know, what we wanted to do this time around, you know, kind of, kind of having the opportunity to start over um, with, with new collaborations with the Peterborough town library, it's a new library. And, you know, everybody had that giant break um, in between there. Right. Is why um necessarily structure all of our events around like paperback releases that we do and why not just make it interactive and open? You know, we don't just have to have people reading from um, an knock underground thing. We can have people reading anything that they want and, you know, maybe they can come and meet us and maybe they want to submit something, you know, and we can all talk and we can, writers can meet each other and, you know, Networking and you know, it generates the creative energies that we need to flow, and that's really kind of the whole point of Monadnock Underground in the first place. Um, so this is going to be a monthly thing, and actually, today is um November 11th. As we're recording this, this was initially going to be um the first inaugural writer's night out because from here on out, starting in December, it's going to be on the second. Thursday of the month. Thanks to Sam, we had to um, do it on the third <laughs> Thursday um, because the library's closed for Veterans Day today. But that is, um, we're really stoked about that. And we're like every month, I mean, we're going to have a big thing. And um, I'm, I'm already uh, planning, I got, uh, I'm going I'm to borrow uh, one of those giant um, coffee craft things, you know, so we can have some flight coffee. There's going to be flight coffee, free flight coffee at this, by the way. Um, The library's providing tea and water. Um, This is going to be really kick-ass. It's going to be a good time. And in the new 1833 room of the library, let's not forget to mention that. Um, Spectacular space uh, to have events in, which can be rented by you. Yeah.
1: I have not been in that room. Oh, really? I have been to the library now. Since yeah, I don't oh, I announced that on air, but yes, I have been back several times, but I haven't been in that room.
0: It's cool. It's a it's an awesome place. to have. Like I can't wait to do readings in this room. Like cool. it's is it's this, badass. Is this the big the big room overlooking the river. On the right yeah, yep. yeah, big room overlooking the river. Like giant narrow windows that like belong in a castle. You know, um, oh, nice. going up and like super high ceilings with the lights coming down. Oh, it's sick.
1: Like narrow windows for shooting arrows out of kind of thing.
0: Could be, not, not that narrow. <laughs> they're not that narrow. No, 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 they're not. They're, they're not. No, no. Like an enemy could see you in it and attack okay. you back. It's not. Very it's not quite an Like, in a
1: castle in terms of like grandeur, not like
0: yes, defense. Correct, Okay, <laughs> correct, correct. In a castle in terms of style and grandeur, indeed.
1: Okay, got the right picture in mind now. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so, join, join us then. Um, re- this episode will be coming out just prior to that event, so hopefully you've listened to this in time. But of course, we will be promoting it online uh, all over the place between now and then. Uh, it's one, one week to go. So, um, so there's that. Uh, and this is the point in the episode where I'm very pleased to announce that uh, this episode is sponsored by artist Brandy Patterson's Holiday Shopping Artist Open Studio happening December eleventh from twelve to four p.m. in the Sunny Vale of Manchester, New Hampshire, one seventeen Guilford Street. Now, oftentimes uh, we just talked about Monadnock Underground, um, you know, and and sometimes we do this out in the street, but a lot of times we're we're out here promoting local writers. This time we're promoting local artists. All right, um, Brandy is is uh, is a friend of mine, and. Um, a contemporary artist who has a very unique process, uh, when the way that she works with, um, not just color and and the paint and the medium that she's painting on, but also the sound and the light that's going on in the room as she is creating her art. It's a very interactive experience. And at this, um, holiday shopping artist, open studio, you are going to be able to meet her in person. Um, it's, this is, she's opening up her home, um, her and Chad, who is our sound Lord. Um, She's going to have uh, original artwork in two categories, um, under 50 bucks and also over 50 bucks. Um, this, these over $50 pieces are for those looking for like a larger statement piece, um, ready for something bold, um, some bold color on your walls. Um, under 50, of course, perfect for gifts and first, first time art collection. So, you know, we're talking affordable stuff. Um, even on the, on the larger end, she's going to have hot cocoa and apple cider. Um, and I bet you, uh, she'll be really excited to talk to you about this process that she does as she shows you um, her cool studio. I've seen it myself. It's a really great place. I'm I'm a little bit jealous. I'm obviously not a painter, but it made me kind of want to be one because it's a great space to kind of want to be in. Um, and uh, so really excited for Brandy, really excited to promote it. So this episode sponsored by artist Brandy Patterson. We're going to have a link both to this Facebook event for the Holiday Shopping Artist Open Studio and a link to Brandy's website where you can go and check out all of this art for yourself, which I'm telling you, you want to do. Um, it's, it's great stuff. And I think that for Christmas this year, well, I was going to say for Christmas this year, I'm going to you know, get a couple of her things for other people. But you know what, guys? I'm going to get a couple of her things for myself. That's
2: that. That's
0: Um, Chris. Yeah. It's our first promo. If you want to, if you want to sponsor this program, you can have a great persuasive, very smooth, almost seductive advertisement. Like you just heard for a very low rate. One that reaches a very specific hyper local audience. That is very attentive to what we're saying on here. Trust me on this one. Um, reach out to Sam. Sam at com. We'll have that in the show notes as well. He's your guy for booking your sponsorship. Get in before your competitors. Brandy got in before any of the artists, even in the monadnock region. She's going to kill you guys. That's what happens. So that's the effect here. So sponsor fomo <laughs> tonight. We got We got weekly episodes, so the opportunity is yours. Alright. In fact, here at MU Media, we are basically filled to the brim with opportunities for people, right? I mean, we've got opportunities up the Wazoo. T- tell them about some of this t- tell tell the people about some of the stuff we need, some of the ways they might be able to get in on this action. This crazy zoo we got going on here.
1: <laughs> well, we well, speaking of zoo animals, I thought it was a stable. Do they have stables at this? <laughs> we enjoyed our zoo stable of of writers we've We've got got
0: quite a a stable of voices writers you could be the next horse what's that and you could be the next horse
1: you could you could be the next horse in our voices stable at our zoo
0: (laughs) (laughs) at our zoo farm
1: (laughs) at our zoo farm um You've got perspectives. You've got thoughts. You've got ideas, and we want to hear them and share them.
0: Yeah, the reality is we're trying to put together a core group of like the most dynamic and visionary people in this area. For for all the crap that we give people around here, and and the the general state of society, we all truly at heart firmly believe that there are that there is an energy here. There is vision. There is there is inspiration welling up from the earth and down from the sky, coming off of the mountain, et cetera. We know it's here. We know you have it. Reach out to us. Um, come and be a part of this. We're, 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 we're all getting together, and, and we're doing it collaboratively here at GoManadna.
1: So that you would email submit at If you have an idea, if you have something already written, if you're just like, hey, this is what I might want to write about,
0: send it yeah we take pitches Um, we're happy to happy to have a conversation about an idea you might have you know work through it with you etc um you know um there's i I am certain that that if you're out there thinking like you know i have this thing that i could do that's like it sounds kind of weird and it's different from the other stuff that they have done but like it's you know I don't know if I should tell them about it. Yes, you should. You should tell us about it because I bet you we haven't thought about it and it's a good idea and we'll get, we're going to we're going to incorporate it. So, you know, the choice is yours.
1: I mean, we once published a popular column about someone's dreams, so you know. Yes,
0: we did. We're, yes, we're, and, it and it was popular. All People kinds loved it. Of
1: wild ideas around here.
0: People loved it. Um, yeah, yeah, that was one of our first recurring features at Monadnock Underground was dreamscapes. Um, and you know, there, there were some truly out there, um, dreams. And you know, and it's funny too, because there's that old saying, like, nobody wants to hear about your fucking dreams. You know what I mean? Like that's the, just don't, don't do that. No, seriously, people read these. People really liked them. They had fans. Um, yeah. it was, it was great. I don't know if that's true about your dreams. This might have been, these might have been special, but, um, don't send us your dreams, but like
1: the things we've, we've dabbled with in the past. Not like, let's keep doing that over and yeah, over No, again. I know.
0: I know. Just, but just so I, but people get confused easily. So um, we're not, we're not looking for more dreams, um, but um, <laughs> any other ideas that you might have that might be unique and strange, um, we're, we're open to it. Send, send it our way, send it our way. Um, But besides just the, the, I mean, that's, you know, the voices section really features on perspectives um, and, and, um, you know, ways of thinking suggestions for behavior for people around town. Like, you know, I wrote a really positive one that just came out today about how Halloween melted my heart. I think I'm going to follow it up with a piece called um, stop wearing ugly coats. Um, So, you know, fashion advice in there as well. Um, But We also have a reviews section on the site that we are looking to build out. And that this is another section that really is wide open to you. Um, But obviously it's specific to things that you are reviewing. But like, obviously, if you have something local that you want to talk about, if you want to talk about a meal that you just had, a theatrical performance that you went to, perhaps a a concert, a, a show, especially if it's by a local, a local act, or even if it's, Um, Keller Williams at the the townhouse, right? Um, Keller Williams is not local, but of course, Peterborough Townhouse is. Maybe you want to talk about how good that show was and how cool it is to see a show in the townhouse from a first-person perspective, okay? Um, You know, all of those things. We welcome them. We want them. We want to start writing them ourselves, but we are so busy doing Go Manadnock stuff that a lot of times we can't even get to the events ourselves. So please you know, send us those things. Same thing. Submit at com. But also it's not just limited to that. Anything cultural that you, you know, did you just read? I mean, we're we're not, um, we're not necessarily going to publish it. You know what I mean? I can, I could probably think of a, a, a dozen books off the top of my head that if you wrote a review of it, I probably wouldn't, I don't even know if I would read the review, but, um, so it's got, you know, we're not, it's, it's not a free for all here, but, You read, you read a book that you think um, you might have something interesting to say about you watched a film, whether it's new or from 1967, I don't care, write something about it, you know, um, anything, an album, a song, a musical artist, uh, you know, a, even a museum exhibit in Boston or something like that. A Charlie Chronopolis show in Manchester, you know, um, something like that. Anything, anything that you, anything cultural that you have a position, you know, that got to be, you know, clear about that, that, you know, writing review, you have to take a a personal position about it and, you know, relate it to your life and in the lives of others. But if you can do that about something, send it our way. We really love that. We'd love to see it. And it, um, that's going to go a long way to, to, um, you know, allowing this whole operation to, to help kind of. Sir, further serve the community with um, more feedback, you know, from within. and but in an elevated way. I was going to say too, uh, you know, with the reviews, they don't necessarily have to be positive. No, they do not. Right. And I think that's, that's important to remember too. And I mean, you know, not that we're going to just berate people either, but, but, you know, critical critical reviews is like, Hey, it could be critical. Right. And maybe a meal wasn't good. Maybe the service wasn't good. That's right. That's right. And you know, this isn't, this isn't like Yelp. We're like, throw us, throw us one star and be like, you know, the, I said, I wanted it rare and they gave it to me medium rare. You know what I mean? Like, don't do that. But like, you know, it, it does not have to be positive. That's, that's, that's the way of the world. We want to report the truth and, um, you know, a a uh, a, a bad review of a place is not defamatory. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that people think that sometimes, um, and, and nor, nor will it, um, take down a small business, um, to have, uh, you know, a restaurant or whatever to have a bad review. So, um, we're not, we're not encouraging negativity, but, but we do not be shy about it either. Obviously. Um, you know, we're not, uh, we're not kindergarten teachers here. You know? Um, yeah. That's one way of putting it. Yeah. That's one True. way. It is one way. Actually, I mean, I shouldn't say that because um, one, like like one of my favorite people is, um, is uh, Nancy Wilson, who was Manny's kindergarten teacher for a number of years. And she, she doesn't fall on into that stereotype. And so I, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm painting all kindergarten teachers with this bad brush, and I really don't mean to do that, but um, yeah, this is not a, a child-proofed uh, safe room um, here at Goman Adnock, obviously. <laughs> but hopefully that's clear oh. by now. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> given that we got like the "Who Did We Make Mad?" this week <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Which on, to be honest, this week, I think it's nobody. I don't. I don't. I haven't. I, I. don't know. I don't know if I'm doing it on purpose or not. But I didn't piss anybody off really um, since the last time. <laughs> you know, not, <laughs> not not even. Not even. I don't think it's intentional. I don't know. Um. But so, just throwing that out there. I mean, I did kind of go off on a major rant about that stupid bedroom searching thing, which actually happened last week. The teenage bedroom.
1: Mm.
0: I even had people being like, you know, it's not technically the rec committee that's putting this on. It's like the what is the place called? The like reality scared check. straight reality check, like whatever bullshit dare organization. They like, bring in a DEA officer. Do you know that? I mean, like that's no. Like, it's
1: like I'm. It's one hundred percent the rec department. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're like contracting reality check, but reality check didn't like drive their mock.
0: They didn't, bedroom know, they didn't they just like, come up and be like, "Hey, can we like put on an ad hoc teenage bedroom searching clinic?" You know, like a pop-up? <laughs> we're doing a pop-up.
1: <laughs> teen bedroom search.
0: Yeah, it's 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 the hip thing in like paranoid parental circles.
1: <laughs> it's like instead of a food truck, like you, yeah. which teen bedroom variety, you know, like yeah. teen girl it's bedroom a- parked in the <laughs> shopping center behind <laughs> Charlie's. Teen boy bedrooms at post and beam this weekend.
0: This is how you find your kids' shit. Um. Yep. So. Um. Yeah. But I don't know. And I. I do think I stirred up some people with that a little bit. But like, I don't know. I was so correct on that one that no one really argued too hard. You know. Uh, Yeah.
1: It was. It was hard to disagree with you. I think on that one. I mean
0: the common the common thing that came back was you know maybe you don't need this, but like other people do or something like that, which I was like, I I don't know. I don't think anybody needs that. And I think that people who think that they need that need other kinds of help. Right. I mean, I don't know. Um, Like I said, look, you want to, you want to like deal with your kids being on drugs, like in, in, in all this stuff, right? Here's, here's like one really good trick. That my, and look, I'm a, I'm a fairly sharp and devious guy too. You know, like I'm, it's not that I never got away with anything, but like, I didn't get away with that much, you know, just make it a habit to talk to your kids, just like talk to your kids, you know? And if you do that, you're going to fucking know if they're high. If you ever, I I mean, like they're not all 37 year old Chris DiLoreto. you know what I'm saying? Like you can tell if someone's high most of the time, you know, um, like I hope at sixteen they're not that grizzled and like you know world world weary or whatever you know what I mean, like like yeah, it's you know like I don't know, like t- when teenagers get baked, like you know, uh you know, and like you know people are like, well, there's just like some things that like I might not know about, like basically like what household cleaners and like prescription drugs should I hide, and it's like, well. Look, if it's, like, an opiate, I I hope you know that by now. You know, like, I hope you didn't need the DEA to come in and be like, yeah, the really addictive painkillers, like, your kids might try to steal them. They might. Um, You should... I don't know where you've been for 20 years if you don't know that, but, like, you know. um, So, like, there's that. But, like, and, like, the household cleaners, like, again, if your kid is fucked up enough to be, like, (laughs) clandestinely... Like having a keyboard duster habit in their bedroom that you're worried about not knowing about because you're not aware of how they can get high on it, man, you're not talking to your kids. You're not talking to them if they have that habit and you don't know about it and you need the DEA to tell you how to figure it out. Okay. Like, God, like, that's not, that's not just like, I I don't know. That's that's not how it works, guys. And here, let me tell you one more piece of advice. This wasn't even in our agenda for this program, but because I didn't piss anybody off this week, we had to add it in. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like, uh, this is one of those things that, like, you know, uh, someone with different judgment than myself might not say, but it's one of those things that, like, we all know is true. Which is like, all right, look, guys, we're we're in we're in Peterborough here. Do you know what happens to upper middle class teenagers that that do drugs? Do you know what happens to those people? They go on to successful upper middle class careers like at an astoundingly high rate. It's like almost 100%. Um, so I don't know, like try not to fret too much. Like it's really more about class and like where you start off than like the, you know, nefarious Bottomless hole of like trying marijuana or whatever. Like, your kids are going to be fine. They're going to be professionals like you. Don't worry about it. All right. Unless civilization collapses, you know, I mean, granted, their economic fortunes are probably not going to be as good as yours, in which case, they're going to need to know how to use drugs. All right. So, like, just like, it's all <laughs> there's multiple paths here, but like, either way, your kids are going to be fine. Anyways. Um <laughs> but <laughs> we were supposed to be segueing into something more relevant to what we were talking about earlier, which is that in addition to all of these great um you know creative writing on Monadnock Underground, perspectives that we wanna feature in the voices section on Gomo um and our our burgeoning reviews that we're creating after the success of our official guide to Halloween, we are planning a like balls to the wall all out holiday special guide to come out it's not gonna for some reason they're doing the holiday stroll in peterborough like next weekend or something like on the 20th or whatever so the holiday stroll will not be in the guide because there's no way we'll have the guide done in time for that but besides that event starting on december 1st we're going to be covering it all we're going to tell you you know all the cool events that are going on concerts places to go buy stuff um what kind of non ugly coats that you can buy at those places, assuming that they sell them because it's really hard in New (laughs) Hampshire because people don't know how to dress. Um, like the, um, yeah. So yeah. All right. Um, sneak preview for the guide. Um, no, this, I don't know if this will make it into the guide, but this will be in my column that comes out before the guide is, um, you know how they tell you like to, to dress for comfort, you know, and there's no such thing as bad weather, there's only like unprepared clothes. For the love of God, forget you ever heard those things. They're not true, they're not true. Dress for looks, only ever dress for looks, unless you're on a fucking mountain, okay? And you could die, okay? Do not dress for warmth, dress to look good all year round. Winter's bad enough without everybody looking ugly. (laughs) That'll be in our guide. Any, anything else? <laughs> it's, not, it's going to be like a full page thing. Um, no, it's not really going to be printed. It's going to be on the website, but there's going to be multiple different pages and all this stuff. It's going to be fantastic. Um, but like, you know, music, um, the specials, um, we'll even give advice. I always threaten to do this and this year I'm going to do it. Right. Because like I see, this is a little bit of a side tangent, but it should, it should go in the guide um, every year. Around this time. It starts around this time, but it'll it'll begin in earnest in about two weeks. All these people will start complaining about like how much of a drag the holidays are. You know. Yeah. And look, I'm not talking about somebody who like they just lost their dad, and it's a hard season coming up because that's tough. I'm not talking about that. That's legit, of course. You know, that's that's the thing that happens. Like, I'm talking about the people that are just like, Man, being a parent during Christmas is a drag. Like, Oh my God, you are fucking up your life worse than your teenager on drugs. If that's your mindset, honestly, being a parent with kids during the holidays is one of the greatest things I've experienced in all of life. And if that is nothing but stress and like bother for you, you need some help. And I've made this offer for the last two years. I think I've offered like 50 bucks. If anybody is like, thinks The holidays suck. I will teach you how to do it right because clearly you haven't been taught and I can do that. I'll be your holiday consultant for 50 bucks. I will give you a kick-ass holiday now, or you can check out the Manadnock, the Go Manadnock holiday guide in which I will give very specific advice for, um, not fucking up your own holidays because you know, if your holidays suck nine times out of 10, it's you. Um, so <laughs> we're here, to, <laughs> we are here to help, but anyways, the, this guide we need, we do, we, we do directly need your help, um, on, in terms of putting this guide together, we need to hear from like, if you have a business or an event that should be listed in there, of course, we want to hear from you. Um, there's no, there's no, I, I want to be clear. There's no guarantees just cause you send us something. It might not get in there, but we want to hear from you. We want, um, we encourage you to. Um, put that out there. Also, if you want to sponsor aspects of the holiday guide, we have we're going to have multiple sponsorship options. That's another thing you can reach out to Sam about. Um, but there, there's a lot of opportunities there. We can highlight your business or event in such a way as to um, you know make it one of the things that people really can't miss when they come to find out what they're supposed to be doing for their holidays. Um, So we're really stoked about this. It's going to be a great holiday season, despite all of the negative astrology and the bad vibes and all that other stuff. Fuck that. We're going to have a good time. We're going to do it together. And we are going to show you how. Anything to add to that? Probably not.
1: No. That that sounded so final and so complete. <laughs> even, even if I did have something, it's like, well,
0: yeah, you
1: just rounded um, it out there.
0: Yep. All right, we got a few more stories we got to run through real quick because we are actually getting close to out of time, given that we already have a guest um, co- coming on at the end of this. But update from last week: um, there is at least one person in this area, Brian, who has a real cannon. So, letter writer, angry letter writer out there who wants, um, a real cannon in the reenactments. We know of one. It was, it was four. it was, it was, um, it was cast in the mythic forges of Iowa and it actually shoots things. So, this is a cannon and this is a guy who knows how to make a cannon because he cast it himself. Um, you know, this cannon is here for reenactments or Actual battles, either one, whichever comes first. Um, so, I don't know. More to come on this developing story. Um, we will we will provide more information as we have it. But this this came from a listener actually. Um, said you know there is there is an actual cannon in town. Um, little little known fact. So um, I don't know. We'll see what we can do with that um, with that fact there. Um, and since I have not yet renewed my subscription to um, one of the newspapers. Um, Which one? Going- Which newspaper? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> what's going on in, uh, in the Ledger transcript this week?
1: Well the top story, the most exciting story is that it is a big day for bridge work and, and in fact may I quote Seth McLean, the Peterborough Director of Public Works and Assistant Town Administrator. It's a huge milestone after a ton of work, and I can't wait. It's going to be great.
0: Yeah, it rhymes. It, it rhymes. <laughs> There's a big Seth article right here. Seth bag. Yes. Great so, rhyming so, quote. <laughs> Everybody's got a rhyme term. in the newspaper now. It's a new thing.
1: <laughs> it, is, it is a big day. A lot of activity in the downtown that day going to be happening, according to Seth in this article. Um, they're pouring the concrete on the bridge. So the, it, the bridge, there's been, already been a ton of activity. It It's looking great. The stones are in place. I went and looked and they're all like hand numbered and they've been putting them back in order. I did notice some that were not in order. It really stresses me out. I'm going to try not <laughs> to think too hard about that. <laughs> it was like a couple that were transposed. I'm going to just let that slide. Um, yeah.
0: There's nothing you can do. <laughs> nothing, nothing I can do. There's nothing to be done. It's it's what it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, but as Seth says in this article, after the the concrete is poured next Tuesday, it will look very much like a bridge once it's poured. This is a huge event, and I think a lot of people will actually see the full art shape of it at that time. So
0: I can't wait. I, okay. I'm actually.
1: I'm gonna go down there and watch some concrete be poured. I think I am Tuesday. too. I
0: think we should go live. I think we should broadcast Let's live. Do it. From the bridge becoming a bridge. Yeah. The only thing is, what day does it say in the paper that it's happening? It's Tuesday, the sixteenth. Oh, Tuesday. I could do it, Tuesday.
1: It says it's gonna be like an all day thing. Fourteen That's hours from five a.m. to six p.m. Right. Sixty-eight truckloads of concrete. Every 20 minutes or so, delivering 750 cubic yards of concrete. Seth knew all those numbers. He had them at his fingertips. We should. Thank you, Seth.
0: We're going fucking live on the iPhone 13. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. We're doing it. We're busting
0: it. out the big guns you're, for this. You're gonna cover the whole event, though? We we we're going to co- at 5 a.m. Yeah, for the we We're going yeah, to jump th-
1: out. Th- in the We're gonna be left. like
0: Peter Jennings on 9-11. Like just just broadcasting, broadcast 24 hours straight. We don't know what's going on. We don't know how many are dead, but they're pouring that concrete and it looks like a bridge. <laughs> wait, 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 the arch shape, can you see it? Can you see
1: it? Yes!
0: An it's an ancient arch- shape developed by the Romans. And <laughs> here today in Peterborough. <laughs> we get a library and an arch <laughs> we don't know how lucky we have it so really, really. that is a, that's a big deal really
1: it is so we don't need to belabor that because we'll be covering that in great depth
0: yeah me and bill Tuesday. me and bill talked about it a little bit too so you'll, you'll hear a little more color from the uh, select board on that subject
1: Right. But we also have some animal and some animal tales this week. I don't the know. I don't know where to start.
0: Attention. What's that? The animals deserve our attention.
1: They do. Um, in in the police log, we'll go with this one because it's farthest back in time because the police log is like almost a month ago. There was a call about some turkeys. And I'm really like really bummed about this for real because I, I am worried that these are the turkeys that previously lived in my neighborhood. There were mm-hmm. eight turkeys dead on the side of 202. And I haven't seen the neighborhood turkeys since then. So I'm sad. That sounds like a coordinated attack. It's it's said in the police log that they appeared to have been hit by a car. I don't feel like you hit eight turkeys on accident.
0: Mm. Oh, that sounds mean. Yeah. That sounds like somebody mowed them down. Isn't that awful? Yeah, it kind of is.
1: There's like, if it is my turkeys that live in my neighborhood, there's like one little renty one. It's like still looks like a teenager and the other ones are all like grown up and. I don't know. I like them. I hope it's not them. I hope not. Keep an eye out.
0: But Rest then in power, also, nine turkeys. What's that? Rest in power, nine turkeys.
1: Rest in power. I know. Um, I don't have the police log open here. But there was another, another call, another animal-related call, which was just a few days later. And this call was a resident reported finding two cows on his property. Upon arrival found there were nine cows there and the police assisted with getting them back to their owner. So my, my best guess is that the turkeys became cows and, and just like reincarnated right there.
0: You guys ever heard of Occam's razor? You know, like the simplest explanation (laughs) is usually the truth. You know, that's what we have right there. We had the the turkeys died. The cows appeared. What do you think? You do the math.
1: How does <laughs> two cows become nine?
0: Seriously. They're cows. They're huge. You can't. They, so they don't just like. Like arrive. You know, like un unbeknownst. Like moose. Yeah. Like moose. <laughs> like yeah, moose. A moose died. That's the
1: other animal. Animal tale.
0: Yeah. There was a or, moose accident. I don't think
1: that one was on purpose because I don't think that's.
0: No, no one would that do that. Do. <laughs> that would be that would be a bad move um to do on purpose.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know if I know all the details of that one. I know that a moose was hit on 202. Uh, don't know where that relates to the site of the turkey the turkey death could just be a bad spot for animals.
0: Interesting. Could could be. I read that they um called the local hunter. Tagged it. And let him take the meat. Interesting. Yeah. So at least it didn't go to waste. Yeah. Now I wonder though, like, for that hunter, right? Like if he had like a moose license or whatever, does that like does getting the roadkill moose mean he can't go shoot his own? That's a good question. Maybe he got an That'd exemption. A good question. Maybe he gets a bonus moose. Bonus also, moose. How much Fucking meat till you get off of a moose, <laughs> like that's <laughs> like serious. I mean, that's got to be hundreds of pounds of of like, and who can butcher a moose? Like, who knows how to do that? This guy, the like hunter. Yeah. Oh, it should be a TV show for fuck's sake, the moose hunter. No, but right? I mean, like deer deer hunters usually like send their deer to like a sometimes like, a guy. Uh, do they? Some of, some, yeah. some of My them. My neighbor
1: are... growing up had like deer hanging in the trees.
2: That's oh, how yeah. the other day. All
0: Yeah. All the deer hunters I know, like they, they give it to, I mean, yeah, they drain the blood out, but then, Um. but then you give it the, then you give it to like the butcher, just like Mm. the, just Uh. like the farmers don't kill their own cows. You know what I mean? Like they, they, um, somebody processes the meat, you know? So maybe the same, maybe the same butchers that process the farm cows could, I don't see why they couldn't do a moose. They've like
1: similar anatomy, like big four like. I mean they're mammals.
0: all mammals. Yeah, right? I mean, I don't know if you can cut up one, you can cut up another. If you can do a pig and a cow, you can also do a moose. That's my extraction. Definitely if big. you
1: can do a deer cuz that's like
0: Yeah. Totally.
1: It's a wild totally. animal,
0: so. <laughs> yeah. That makes it so more similar. <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten moose though. Have you guys ever eaten moose? Never had moose. No. Definitely not. I totally would. I would love to have a moose. I, would I, would too. Have a moose. I wonder so, how it is. I would love to have a moose. I always we, love we, to have ought to, moose. we ought to get some moose. Yeah, that's a I think maybe Sure, it's achie- a achievable.
1: We we yeah. got to like we got to find a moose hunter and like yep. film his butchering process so that we have that on Yeah. Sam's show, the moose yeah. hunter. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then we can eat some of it.
0: And write a review.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And yeah, yeah, no, yeah. seriously, like, yeah, I want a moose meat review. Let them know. Let everybody know. Everybody wants to know, and nobody probably yeah, I'm, does. I'm really,
1: cu- I'm more curious about bear. I feel like moose is probably pretty similar to to deer. To deer, I, so.
0: I don't know. Yeah, maybe, it, maybe, but like, because it's like a you know, obviously they're like antlered, four legged animals and stuff, but it's just the scale is so much different. You know, I wonder if that makes it taste better. You know, who knows. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, like how fat, like how marbled, like how fatty is moose meat? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what if, what if moose are larger but actually leaner than deer? You know, and then maybe it doesn't taste as good. You know, but I don't know. Aren't deer because venison's pretty lean, right? There's yeah, not yeah, a lot yeah. of fat in venison.
1: And uh, I guess moose eat different stuff, right? Like, cause they eat a lot of algae and like weird pond stuff too.
0: Oh, do not I, don't, I like, didn't know yeah, that. Pretty sure. <laughs> what did you? What the hell do deer eat? They eat like plants, bark. right? Bark yeah, bark and stuff. Leaves. Yeah, that sucks. That must suck.
1: My peach yeah. tree. Yeah.
0: That's what deer right. eat. Interesting. <sighs> Interesting. Well, that I think is, is that the news for the week? Is that those that's, the big story? That's the news. That's the news for this week. And really that's going to have to be our show because we got, we get, we need time for this delightful interview with our friend, Bill. Um, so thank you. My, my dear, dear co-host for joining me once again in the space lounge Thank you all out in the studio audience, because of course after the interview, the the show is going to be concluded. Um just to note, I want to say thank you to Chad Patterson, our sound lord, aka producer at studio one one seven. Go to studio one one for any of your audio production mixing needs. I just want to say that explicitly because one time on the program I said studio one one seven com and it is um that will not get you the sound that you want. That's a porn site, actually. Um, really? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if it really is. But, <laughs> but, but that would be terrible if I, if I sent you guys to the wrong <laughs> place. And, uh, you, you were expecting a nice, friendly, benign um, sound production studio, and, and you got some grotesque uh, <laughs> obscenity. Ob- um, It'd be instead. like in high
1: school when you typed in Whitehouse.com. Did
0: you Yes, that one? That's that's what I was thinking of. Is that like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, that is that is a classic a classic of the of the internet. Classic. Does that still happen? I don't wanna try don't it now. I don't either yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Someone should write a review about that
0: <laughs> Yeah right, right. For, for, Forgotten tricky named Porn sites of the web Of web 1.0 <laughs> <laughs> Alright everybody On that note That's our show Thank you for joining us tonight Until we talk to you again Please do yourself a favor And take good advice Ooh. All right, everybody, we are joined here in the Space Lounge by none other than town luminary and select board member, Bill Taylor. Bill, thanks for coming on. Hi there, happy to be here. So we, um, we actually just got off to a, a false start a moment ago. Um, had some, uh, perhaps some, some internet difficulties, which is a, a great reminder of the fact that, um, Bill, you, you worked on the plan to bring fiber internet to town. Yeah, for about two and a half years Yeah, and uh, and that, that resulted in a deal that is good for residents, good for the town um, You know, tell us a little bit about that
2: It was, uh, well, it was a pressing issue to begin with And then there was something like a pandemic or something along those lines that happened that I heard a little something about that Yeah, it was in the paper a couple of times that, Yeah <laughs> That, uh, you know, showed that with so many more people going home and kids trying to be in school on their Internet, that something had to be done. So there was a couple of meetings. Karen Hatcher was involved with it for a while. But when she when I started, I kind of took over. And Mm -hmm. went to a few meetings with Maggie Hassan and her team and some towns that have done it before. And then i just started going right for consolidated I, it, my first idea was to get consolidated and y valley to join forces which mm-hmm. would have been cheaper probably oh, yeah. for everybody but i guess they just couldn't get it together so yeah. we ended up going tricky. through the whole bid process and consolidated and comcast both bid on it consolidated's bid was was exceptional uh Particularly compared to Comcast, and that's a route we ended up going. And now you can probably see the trucks all over town.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I have seen them run the run the cable right by right by the house a couple, of, maybe three, four weeks ago.
2: Yeah, they've um, been go, they're up my road. It's uh, hopefully it all goes according to plan. They're going to start hooking up individual houses in December. That's wicked exciting, wicked it's exciting, thrilling. Particularly yeah, for it, me, because my internet is um, the equivalent of soup cans and spring.
0: Yeah, which, is, which I, just, I just can't even fathom, because you know, I'm, I'm here with my you know, 200 megs of Comcast, and I'm still like, this isn't enough. It's not enough. We need more power, you know? Um, <laughs> so fiber, man, it's, uh, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Um, so that's the good news. The, the bad news is um, you're taking out another bridge. I hear. We're probably going to take them all out. <laughs> if people don't shut up, is, is that what the punishment's going to be? We're going yeah, to take down all well, the. Bridges? Right
2: now, we're trying to see which one would affect people the most to decide <laughs> which one we're going to take you know, out. You, next.
0: You, you guys should just like you know um, drag your feet on the Main Street Bridge now. You know what I mean? Like, don't you know give, give that another year,
2: right? I think we could. Yeah, I mean, we might. Who knows? <laughs>
0: No, really. I can't believe, though, they're um, they're pouring concrete in that thing, I think, one week
2: from today, maybe. That's right. The si- well, the 16th.
0: Yeah, the 16th. Wow. Okay, so less than a week from today. Probably right around the time this episode comes out, they'll be pouring con- concrete in the new Main Street Bridge. They're That'd be very fantastic. Exciting.
2: Do you know that yeah. the other day, I went to Tate's and that bridge project took maybe an extra whole two minutes of my life? <laughs> I don't believe it, man. <laughs> Were you pulling your hair out? Oh, I almost drove right off it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. you know, It's, it's mind boggling. The inconvenience, you know, like going from zero traffic to like, you know, that two or three minutes, you know, I mean, it really, it, you, we all take a big efficiency hit with things like that.
2: Yeah. Well, there's no way to plan two minutes into your day. No, 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 no,
0: not at all. Not at all. And, you know, and now though, you know, there, now it isn't really you, right? Isn't it the state, the state's coming in, Chris is coming in and, and
2: taking out our liquor store bridge? Yeah, that's right. The the state DOT.
0: Yeah. And, 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 um, awesome, awesome on the timing there.
2: Um, yeah, it was great. They gave us almost a week's notice. Um <laughs> It's not like that's another important bridge or anything, you know? (laughs) No, I mean, it's not that big of a deal.
0: Two-year project, you know, um, right in the middle of 101 and 202.
2: Yeah, we were involved in all the meetings that we were supposed to on that one. And then all of a sudden we got the notice they were starting right around when everybody else did. I think we were able to um, push them back a month, so... That'd That's be good. simultaneous that we'll be driving on the Main Street Bridge. Yeah. And well, the, and- the good news is is that there'll be more traffic downtown, and everybody will be upset about that. So,
0: it's- well, yeah. yeah, well, but you know, yeah, and but you know, more traffic downtown. It's great for local businesses. You know.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? I <laughs> I don't know a single person that went to any of those local businesses that stopped because there was one less way out of seven I- to get into town. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I've been without that bridge, I've been refusing to go to like toadstool and stuff like that. Like, I just I won't I won't go the other way,
2: even though you live
0: on the other side yeah. of the bridge. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense for me to go over the Main Street Bridge, but I, I'm it's a principle thing. You know, no, I understand <laughs> if, if, if other people are inconvenienced by a few minutes. You know, I, I don't I don't want to, like, take that privileged position where I can just go the other way easier, you know? isn't right. Well, it's important to think about the lesser people. That's exactly correct. That's exactly correct. Um, yeah. So, um, hell of a time to be a selectman. Um, (laughs) you, you, you picked a great time to run, um, 2019 very, very boring time in our history. Um, you, um, until election day. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, um, none of, nothing, none of what we've seen, since you have been in office could have been predicted. I think, um, fair to say how, how has, um, your experience matched up with, um, what your, uh, what your expectations were going in?
2: Well, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of expectations, which was good because I would have been pretty disappointed. (laughs) Um, but you know, it's just, you, you just got to do the job. The hits keep on coming and you got to handle it with, take care of the people in the town. So that's what we do.
0: Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. And it's, it, it has not been easy for any of you guys. Um, (laughs) like the, uh, the, having a pandemic to deal with is, is one thing, but, um, I, I also, um, you know, correct me if I'm mistaken in saying this, but I think that just in general for a variety of reasons, probably some indirect effects of the pandemic, but maybe some other causes, but, uh, people have just been um, maybe a little more heated
2: than than usual. I think. Yeah. Is that? I,
0: is that I nice would have to agree with
2: that. I don't know if it's <clears throat> came at the same time as um, you know more people being on the internet and maybe because they were home from work. I don't know. Could be. Yep.
0: Yep. Um, that's a that's not an not a uh, unreasonable. Uh, I am here. Can you hear me? Did I lose you? I see you. I see you. Maybe it's me. We need the fiber internet. Can't wait till we get it. And we have momentarily lost Bill. Maybe may be back again. Um, it's underscoring me. the need for our consolidation. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, just, um, you know, un- underscoring the need for that fiber. Um, yeah, big time. Um, so, um, yeah, but yeah, no, I think you're right, though. You, you, you had just been saying that, um, a lot of people were, were, you know, uh, forced to be home and, and perhaps, uh, uh, a little bit more online than they, um, might otherwise have been. And yeah, I also think that there's a little bit of a kind of a pressure cooker aspect when you um, get everybody forced to sort of um, you know stay home, um, even even with one another, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I wasn't any more happy about it than anyone else.
0: Neither was I. No, neither was I. Yeah, no, and not not that I've been um, cool headed and uh, and calm this whole time myself, uh, to be sure.
2: <laughs> definitely, a, definitely. A, tough road
0: yeah no it it it, yeah it it hasn't it hasn't been easy but um it's it's that it's cool having you on the board um because you know as i'm sure you've seen and you know so myself right i've been in peterborough for eight years or so which is a very short period of time in, in terms of like the people in this town but i've also found that like it seems like there's um you know, there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of people who have been here for a while, but not necessarily, um, their whole lives and definitely not necessarily like multiple generations. You know, like I was, um, I was surprised. I was, I was late to find out maybe just a couple months ago that, um, like Tyler himself, I always thought he was like a Peterborough native, but, um, he's a transplant. He's a, he's a carpet bagger. Um, like he's good at it. He fits in,
2: you know, I like, I like Tyler a lot. We, uh, do a lot of good things together he's a very very reasonable person
0: yeah no he is he is he's may- maybe maybe too reasonable sometimes but um, <laughs> <laughs> um I, lo- I love the guy too but uh so but but you though um the taylor family as i understand it goes back uh quite a ways in peterborough um you know back to uh if not it's founding it's refounding or something like that so um i imagine you know you kind of come at it with uh with a bit um, more of a story perspective, right? Um, having the the weight of the
2: generations on your shoulders. That, well, that's uh, sorta, and that's quite a bit of weight. Yeah, particularly because you know, like the the first guy in my family that started out was uh, BFW Russell, who was the architect for the townhouse. And ah, he, okay, yep. He he bought our property and built the house that I'm in right this minute for himself. Um, And and how, how long ago was that? That was like around 1912. I think he bought this property and 1918 is when they built the townhouse and it, they hired, they were looking for architects that would design something that would basically shape the type of people that would be attracted to the town. That was the goal. Makes sense. Yep. And here you can see the townhouse looks a lot like Faneuil Hall and the Museum of Fine Art, both stuff that he had worked on with his boss.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was another funny thing that um, I, I just, I looked at for years and never noticed um, how similar it is to Faneuil Hall in the front.
2: And he, he like myself loved the town so much that he did that design work for free. Oh, wow. I did not know that. And then went on to design the Historical Society and the original Guernsey building, which is the mirror image of it directly across the street. I see. Yeah. So all
0: of those kind of like really critical Main Street, Grove Street uh buildings, um, they they have that similarity and like uniformity of design because they were designed by the same guy. That's right.
2: Yeah, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. Yep. So, Shortly um, after yeah. So that, he he talked uh Mr. Parmalee, who owned the hospital property and had mm, I could have yep. some of this wrong, but he built the original mansion up there for he and his wife or girlfriend or whatever. And before it was completely done, she passed away of some horrible disease like polio or something. Oh, and yes. It was, it was sitting up there finished and unused and he wanted nothing to do with it. And my great-grandfather talked him into donating the property for the purposes of a hospital.
0: Wow. So that's how MCH came about. That's right. Way back. I'm sure it wasn't called that then, but that's wild.
2: Yeah. yeah quite a thing. So, There's even a letter you know, on the wall in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's quite a pedigree to to come out of. Right. I mean, that's a critical time. I mean, and it's interesting too, because Peterborough is kind of a funny town, right? Because like in, you know, w- while it had, it's like mill activity in those days, you know, like it, ne- it, it didn't really have its, um, you know, initial flashpoint as early as some of the other towns, you know, it really is in that kind of 20th century era that, that the Peterborough that we know today was constructed, you know, and, yeah. and planned by, by people like your ancestors.
2: Yeah, believe it or not, that the whole entire townhouse from start to finish, from the day they started digging in the dirt to the day they had the grand opening and were starting to have functions in it, was about six months. Wow. Can you imagine six getting months, anything huh? built in six months now?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, I, I mean, I'd be careful admitting that, you know, because you're going to, you know, people are going to hear this and be like, oh, I see. So. Bill's great-great-great-grandfather was able to build the townhouse in six months, but Bill can't do a bridge in two years.
2: (laughs) No. Yeah, well, that's absolutely right. I mean, oh, how mighty have fallen.
0: (laughs) The decline of civilization.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I neither designed nor built the bridge.
0: Yeah, right. Yes, true. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) to be clear
2: for everybody.
0: (laughs) <laughs> that is that is true, yeah. Um, so, um, what else? What, what what do what do we what do we have to look forward to in the town going forward? Like, um, not not just like uh, in the in the immediate future, like our fiber, but like what do you think? What's the what's the future hold in store? Are we going to start taking over other towns? I asked Corinne this too. Um, in like you know twenty years, central authority breaks down. Like, should Peterborough start annexing neighboring areas?
2: Well, on the advice of an attorney, I've been told not to speak about that're <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, we're, we're I mean you know like hypothetically, we're looking at some of the smaller towns you know to bring in first.
0: <laughs> I think that's where you'd have to start, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of them are going to resist, though, like I hear that those temple people you know, up, up on the other side of the mountain. They don't, they don't like the idea. Yeah. Of, I'm t- of, personally, of I'm worried know. about
2: Greenfield, but
0: yeah, I know. Well, Greenfield is tricky and it's, it's just, um, you know, if they wanted to do like a guerrilla war resistance, they would have a pretty easy time. I think, I think they're pretty well armed. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely think so. So, you know, things to consider for sure. For sure. Well, Bill, thank you for joining us on the program. We'll have you on again. Um, We will have to entice your other select board comrades to come on in turn as well. Um, But thank you for joining us. And um, for those of you who don't know, Bill um, writes for our voices section as well. He's got a great piece. It's actually, he doesn't believe it, but it's actually the, the most popular um, voices column so far. It's one of our first ones we ever put out. It was about perspective. And he's about to write a follow up on. Was it compassion? Yeah, yeah. That's
2: going to be my next topic, probably this afternoon.
0: I can't wait. I can't wait. And um, yeah, and um, so that that will probably um, come out online and uh, you know in, in print online around the same time as uh, as the episode comes out, um, perhaps in a week or so. Um, so something to look forward to there. Um, always a pleasure to talk to you, Bill. Um, and um, and we'll catch up again soon.
2: You Got it, thanks, Chris.